Hey Albert. Ryan. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. How's it going with you? Oh, Sunday. Ugh. Don't like it the Sundays. Don't like it the Sundays <laughs> in here. Hey, I've been thinking about something with this podcast. Yep. So we gotta make it big. You know, one of the original ideas we had for this podcast was to call John Ham every single episode. Right. right. Because we really want John Hamm right. to eventually say, this is John Hamm, and you're listening to Don't Be an Idiom. Right, right. So we need to kind of like figure out when we're going to start doing that. Because yeah. I think it's important to, uh, even if it's one every few episodes. Or every episode. Yeah. Or multiple times per episode. <laughs> right. Ryan, I've got a special surprise for you. What? We've got John Hamm right now. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. That'd be crazy. You know, it, it could happen. I think it's very unlikely. We'll get him. You know what? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta play like we don't care. Yeah. And the other thing is, we'll just act aloof. Act aloof. Wait for him to get in touch with us. <laughs> just run around in the field. <laughs> He'll eventually get to us. Yeah. Hey guys, I heard you were talking about me. I really want to be a part of this whole project you're doing here. I got all these nice clothes. I gotta tell you how to walk. Tell you how to talk. <laughs> you guys are gonna be all right. Oh, but anyway, if anyone, if anyone knows John Ham, yeah. or anyone knows how to get in touch with John Ham, yeah, don't be an idiom at gmail.com. Yeah, get in touch with us. Don't yeah, don't be afraid. Just. Yeah. Anything, any my minor, tiny, just we'll just we'll we'll follow any lead, right? Because we, we just want to call him. We're gonna record the call, and we're gonna get him to do a little promotion for the show. Yeah, and it, it's gonna be good for him too. Yeah, we'll finally <laughs> get his career off the ground. <laughs> no, you know, because he's he's so big now, and, and you know, I think I think he 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 would like to be like oh, I'm, I remember what it's like to be starting off like hanging around you guys. I feel I just feel like I. Loser, and I like it. You know, when you're a god, you just want to feel mortal sometimes. Yeah, he's a little out of touch with the common man. Yeah, he needs a Nelson touch. <laughs> We're moving on from that. Yeah, I think we've talked enough about Nelson. It's time to move on. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, and if you want to hear more about Nelson, you could also email us, and I got a lot more for yeah, you. Yeah, Albert's got plenty for you. We'll go out for coffee. So you'll pay, <laughs> dear. You'll pay. <laughs> you'll pay. Um, so that's one thing that I forgot to bring up in the previous two episodes. The other thing is we really want to get a, a billboard. Right. Right. We really want to don't be an idiot billboard out there in Philadelphia, preferably near the water. All right. If it's gonna be near the water, it's about ten thousand dollars. Facing the ocean. <laughs> I love the ocean. Delaware Ocean. The Delaware Ocean. I think you mean the river. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen wrote a whole album about the Delaware River. He sure did. I don't know if that's true. Oh, that would be something. In fact, the river was about the Delaware River. We just got to get Bruce on. You know what? While we're at it, let's While we're just get at Bru- it. Well, Bruce and John Hamm at the same time. Wow. What would they talk about? They'd probably fight to the death. Um, oh, the billboard. So oh, yeah. It's about $10,000. We need some serious donations. Yeah. 
So, so we don't know how to take donations <laughs> yet. But I always hear other podcasts saying, you know, visit our Patreon. Our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon? I think that's a thing. Like a, a, a Patreon page. Does that? Patron, patronize. Okay. Visit our Patreon. And then they'll always be like, you can just donate a dollar. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But what we're vowing right now is uh, no long, no matter how long it takes, once we get to billboard status, if you donate anything at all, we will call you on, on your personal phone and we'll tell you when we're doing the photo shoot. You get on a big boat with us. Big billboard. Big boat. Big belt. Boat big board. Bloat. <laughs> and you're there too. Yeah, everyone's going to get involved. All of yeah. our listeners are going to be a part of this billboard. Right. So, you know, you maybe can we'll also, get two billboards. You can, <laughs> you can also email us about how much money you want to give us. Right. If you have a $10,000 check lying around, just burning a hole burn in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Burn. <laughs> Either burn it or it's burning a hole in your pocket and you can give it to us. <clears throat> yeah, if you're going to burn it, just, just, just give, give it, to, it us. to us. No, no problem. Yeah. All right. So. So, I, I don't know what... Don't look at my cards! I don't know how we're going to go about picking who goes first um, this week. That, I see that big But I do have a half, half dollar. dollar. Because I, if you listen to episode two, I um, I envisioned that we would use a half dollar at some point yeah. to figure it out. Should we do that? Or Definitely. Because I feel like sometimes that maybe you have something more creative. I don't have anything more creative today, but on the way over here, I was... Um, I know we were talking about the uh, chicken bones. And there was a half-eaten chicken Ew. wing in my backyard today. Well, one chicken wing's not going to do it. So I brought it, and here it is. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that really happened, though. Did it? You but saw, I didn't eat it. You saw a chicken bone? Yep. Mm. There was a lot of meat on it still. <laughs> All right, well, what mm. do you want? Heads or tails? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Let's flip to see who gets heads and who gets tails. How do you figure that and out? And then flip again. Yeah. Wait, how do you figure out with a flip whose heads, whose tails? Yeah. All right, I'll take... Oh, how about I flip it since I'm holding it, mm -hmm. and whatever it lands on, that's going to be my side. So we are going to do two flips? Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. It's never been done before. Never been done. I'm going to yep. start it obviously facing up. Heads up. Well, heads up. Heads down? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So first flip, I'm going to be heads. Uh, heads always wins. All right, so you're tails. All right, I'm tails. Now, right. who goes first, the winner or the loser? Well, um, the winner, right? Right. I mean, last week, the winner actually went last. I know. There was like a whole thing. We're not going to be convoluted anymore. No. We're going to be just a little overexcited. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. And uh, as soon as we're done with all this. All right, so... Let's see what happens. Come on, Tails! It's Tails. Whoa! I get to go first. You're the winner. Hey, that's great, because it was like... Because um, I, I went, went first the week. first time, and then you went first. It's like every other. It's like fate wants it to be this way. All right. All right. Let's see what you got. Enough beating around the bush, huh? Okay, so... Right, have you ever heard the expression to have the black dog on your back? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like it too. I like it too. For me and you. You're supposed to start singing with me. I didn't know you were going to sing that. But we're going to like, I think we have to have a lot of impromptu singing. Okay. But not, not that not, one's. No, that's already It's over. Um, wait, the Cut black dog on your back. Yeah, so you can say, um, like, he has the black dog on his back. Wow. Or I, she. Yeah, or she. She on shiz back. It's nice and dark. I know. I like that. Yep. 
No, I don't know what it means, though. Nothing at all? I've never heard of it. I don't think I've ever heard it. Me neither, until the other week. But uh, do you want to just hazard a guess? guess? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that means they're doomed. If you have the black Mm. dog on your back, it means that you've got got no chance or you've got a lot of bad luck heading your way. Yeah, I mean, you are right in the in the right ballpark of all that. Yeah, so it's it's actually just a um, it, it means depression or melancholy. So if you know if I was like if you're like how you doing today, Albert? I'd be like, well, you know, this is Sunday, so I have the black dog <laughs> on my back. <laughs> Clearly, well, I'm gonna be using that a lot. I know, isn't it? It's just I just love it so much, and I you know I actually heard um, I've been watching Homeland for mm-hmm. a couple years now, and the other night I came home late and I was like, I got just enough time to watch Homeland. And I put it on and half, half asleep. And the guy's like, um, she's got the black dog on her back. And I was like, huh, that sounds like an idiom. <laughs> and you know, I, 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 I started looking at it right up and I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Wow. Yeah. So you got that from Homeland. Yeah. It's a great show. Um, Claire Danes, if you're out there, if you want to come home with John Hamm and Bruce, we're going to have a big party here. <laughs> Yeah. You probably who's used- the uh, who's the redhead in Homeland? The main guy, I guess. His real name, I don't know, but in the like when he was on the show, he was Brody. Because I really like that guy. He's good. He's Dreamcatcher, dream and he's also in Band of Brothers, which I've been watching since I've been sick. I feel like we keep talking about Band of Brothers. Did we talk about Band of Brothers I don't know. before? I feel like I'm thinking about Band of Brothers a lot. Lately. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta watch it. World War Two. Hiroshima. Hiroshima. I thought we decided we were going to say Hiroshima. <laughs> all right. No, well, I asked my sister. All right, anyway. Go, go. Oh, so we, all right. We're going to yeah. say Hiroshima. Okay, yeah. so. All right. Now that we know it's depression, um, what, where do you think it came from? Oh, boy. All right. Um, I think the genesis of this idiom is going to be Elizabethan age. Mm. So uh, 1500s, England. Mm. And I'm going to say that when people were feeling very depressed. Oh, I need to cough. Oh. All right. When people were feeling very depressed, uh, one cure that they felt would work (laughs) was if they um, maybe placed a slumbering black dog on their back. Hmm. Um, And it was like the early psychiatrists of the time. Like oh, maybe we can cure his depression. <laughs> that is throwing a black pup up there, and usually the um, usually the black dog would freak out <laughs> and really harm them. Because <laughs> honestly, dogs weren't really trained back then; they were really wild, right? <laughs> so um, <laughs> they took a wild wolf from yeah. the forest and <laughs> it just. Made sure Put that it on a pregnant on their woman's back. back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and then, and actually, they had some pretty good, um, there was some pretty good effects from that because they would then start focusing on the physical pain and kind of forget about all their mental ah, pain. Ah, nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I that, like that. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I, it's, it's not right. Yeah. Per se, but there is a part of that that actually will come back to in the story that makes it again somewhere in the in the ballpark. All right, good of insanity. So um, here's what I'm gonna give you. Uh, when I first started researching it, 
um, it was a tr- it, it, I don't want, I was gonna say popularized, but it was attributed to um, something that Winston Churchill was actually known for. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and back to World War II. Here we are again. Wow. My old friend, World War II. How are you? you? Good Good to see you, World War II. All right, so so here's the thing. Winston Churchill actually suffered from depression his whole life. But um, he never publicly wrote about it or spoke about it. So how could he be known for... um, having this term associated with him if he never did. Uh, he actually, after he was dead, his um, friend and a doctor that he would see and have conversations with wrote about it in his diary. So that doctor's name was Lord Moran. You know? Like a moron? Close, but uh, Moran. Oh, uh, Moran. M-O-R-A-N, yeah. So in his diaries that I guess later became published... Uh, he would talk about Churchill's depression. And Churchill actually would use this term, like, you know, like the black dog is on my back. He nicknamed his depression. Wow. But he did not invent the, he didn't invent that. It was around longer than that. But he was kind of like the first that was... Maybe he popularized it? Again, yeah. It was kind of like, he's known for that, even though it goes way back. Yeah. So, um... In 2002, actually, the term was adopted by the Black Dog Institute in New South Wales. Uh, and there they uh, treat depression and bipolar disorder and all that stuff. So they actually use Churchill as like... Their reference? Yeah. For the yeah. name of the institute? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but the first recorded use as a colloquial term for melancholy is by Samuel Johnson, who created... Classic. Samuel Johnson. Yeah. Uh, created the English Dictionary. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, and even this though, we got diaries and now we've got letters. Um, in 1780 to 83, Johnson was writing letters to to other friends, like, uh, you know, like other friends and professionals. And he would reference the black dog as depression. So, um, Johnson himself suffered from depression and... Um, he was referring to it as the black dog. And in 1780, uh, one of his friends wrote to him uh, the, this. This was, this was the quote. The black dog is upon his back was a common saying some years ago when a man was seen troubled with melancholy. So in 1780, that was kind of like the first actual reference to it being depression. Mm-hmm. And that was written to Johnson. Mm-hmm. Then in 83... Johnson wrote, The black dog I hope always to resist and in time to drive. When I rise, my breakfast is solitary. The black dog waits to share it. From breakfast to dinner, he continues barking, except that Dr. Brock Lesby, for a little, keeps him at distance. Imagine that was like his therapist. His name was Dr. Brock. Dr. Brock! He's probably a really fun guy. He probably was. He was probably like, Hey, what's his name? Samuel Johnson? Hey, Samuel Johnson, don't feel so bad. He would just sing him songs. (laughs) Yeah. And Sammy was like, oh, this feels a little bit better. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Brock. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that was it. It was pretty much 
only when he was talking to this doctor that he felt better. So these were the first actual references to it being related to depression. Mm -hmm. But it does not stop there. We got to go back even more. Okay. Way back. Way back? Way back. You're talking like um, 900s? I'm talking about... The, the belief is, so because this is the, the oldest thing that we can find where it's actually written relating it to depression, I was researching on where the symbolism of the black dog could have come to mean that. Oh, black dog's pretty mysterious. It's pretty mysterious, right? Yeah. So I found some pretty cool stuff and they were talking about why they believe that the black dog became, used that that way down the line. Mm -hmm. And it basically just comes to like the earliest civilizations because dogs were the first domesticated animals. And, you know, Egyptians, we're getting there. Oh, okay. It's going to, it's going to show up. Oh my God. So look, dogs are the first domesticated animals, like other than humans, like other than having a human friend, dog was the first friend that wasn't human, you know? So humans got really comfortable with them, and they did a lot. They were companions. They were hunters. Um, but one of the things that humans tended to be fascinated with was that dogs would eat anything, even corpses. Mm-hmm. And then you get into this whole idea. You know, Societies in Europe, Middle East, and Asia, they started associating dogs with death because they would eat the dead yeah. if you let them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then some believed that dogs actually consumed the souls and transported them to the afterlife. And they were the guardians of the gateways into life and the afterlife. Have you ever heard of Cerebus? Oh, yeah. Right? You're talking like three-headed dog. Yep. Isn't it Cerberus? Oh, I never thought I would say that right. <laughs> Wait, but I'm not exactly sure. Oh, dude, I, I, I had a feeling I... I'm just going with this whole, when I see a word I don't know, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. And then I want you to tell me. Oh, man. You want, you're That's too me. much pressure for me. Ooh. All right. So we're talking three-headed dogs. Yep. So just, souls? just think about that, though. It, the dog, right? It's because it'll eat bodies. And then, then you start getting this idea of like, well, it probably eats the soul, too. And you know, then they start associating it with the afterlife. So, um, yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. <laughs> when we're talking about like depression and all this stuff you know think about your mortality and all that yeah all right so that's the reason that they believe that the dog is the symbol but then you have to ask yourself why black why a black dog Mm -hmm. right well you know symbolisms of colors uh were established in the earliest human history right i mean you were just relating things to what colors they were you know right so um here is what black is. It's an absence of all color. It's night. It's storm clouds. It's animals, layers like they're where they they're layers like they're caves, you know. Um, it's closed eyes and it's rotting wounds. So now we're starting to get like, all right, is that a quote from something, or did you write that? Uh, no, I didn't write that. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, it's from this. This is not a direct quote from a, a specific writing. I was doing research on the symbolism of the black the color and black. the dogs yeah. and how that it might have come to be. Right. Because black must have been, always meant bad, right? Well, right. I mean, I just feel like as soon as like the, the human brain started developing, it's like, all right, what reminds me of scary things? Oh, yeah, the night. The night. 
being eaten alive by a black wolf. Right. That scares me. Yeah. Yeah. So this storms. Anyway, so, um, you know, it's the first associations with sorrow, fear, death, famine, mourning, injury. And um, as, spiritual, as spiritualism develops, uh, societies associate uh, it with evil, sin, and hell. Again, this is just the theory on how it could have all come to be. All right. So now we know why it's black, and now we know why it's a dog. Um, there's also, like, the, the earliest religions had these black dogs as religious figures. So, like, Shiva, the Hindu god, she was great and destructive, and she was a black dog. Anubis from Egypt, jackal-headed god of the dead. Um, this one I think I'm going to say wrong. Hecate? Hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, I've had Tecate. I could go for a Tecate right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so that's from the Middle East classical. Oh, like Hecate? Like the uh, Hecate. goddess of the witches? Yeah, right. Right. Oh, okay. By the way, she's kind of the goddess of everything. Oh, there was a right. long, long list that I didn't include. But, um, uh, you know, sh- she was... Um, or I think this one's a she, hmm. was around like uh, centuries before Jesus was born even, you know? Yeah. And it was the, she was the uh, triple-headed goddess of earth, moon, and the underworld. That's a good thing to be. God damn covers right. everything. God. Nobody's going to fuck with that. No. Um, and it believed that she held the keys to the afterlife and was often portrayed as a black dog. And fun little side note, she was sometimes referred to as the black bitch. Ooh. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So basically in my research, what I had to kind of accept early on is that, you know, the actual written use of it in the way that we know, it doesn't go back all that far. Right. But there was all this like fascinating, symbolic, historical. Right. Like the color black, the, the yeah. animal, the dog. But it, it's pretty cool to think about, like I was like following the thread. I was like, it does make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, there was just a couple of, real quick, I just want to throw out a couple quick superstitions. Um, they, uh, they used black puppies to sacrifice, uh, to gain, I'm going to say that her name wrong again. Hecate? Hecate, yeah. To gain her favor, they would sacrifice black puppies. Oh, Right. That's sad. Um, they believed animals, like dogs licking, licking wounds would absorb disease, uh, when here's the one where I thought you were kind of close to with the putting the black dog on your back when mm-hmm. you weren't feeling so good, um, because the dogs started to symbolize life in the afterlife. They would actually rub black dogs on a pregnant woman's belly because Yikes. they believed it would have a safe passage into life. Hmm. Um, and another cool thing was that howling became a an omen of tragedy. So How cool is dogs, howling? Howling's awesome. Howling at the moon, you know? Howling at the moon. I get this little, there's this girl in, in class, uh, and she's at first grade, and she um, she says that she's part werewolf. So every time she sees me, she's like, what? she's howling. <laughs> she just sees you, she starts howling? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like that. Yeah, because her name's Lily Rose, and she'll be like, Lily Rose. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. Um. Yeah, then there was, you know, all the association in the 15th and 16th century uh, with witches and the devil. Um, You know, pagan rituals were considered witchcraft, but there was a lot of those rituals that involved black dogs. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, witchcraft considered work of the devil. Uh, The the Christians related the dogs with evil. And uh, it. Leave it to the Christians. 
here they are again, ruining all the cool stuff. And then, uh, you know, they then then you get into the whole idea that the black dog was one of the de- devils, the devils' favorite forms to assume. Mm-hmm. And it could be a witch's familiar, too. All right. So, yeah. I mean, basically, we don't have a solid answer here. But I thought that the history and the, the reasons behind it was were pretty cool. All right. So we got Samuel Johnson. We got Winston Churchill. Yeah. Some cool stuff there. But, you know, I mean, it's pretty hard to go back much further than the beginning of human civilization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, that's, yeah. So it was basically just those ideas were just always kind of there and they just kept, you know, yeah. creeping up, being scarier and scarier. But yeah. Oh, cool. What was that again? Black dog? Okay. So you can on say, the back? yeah. So you can, you can say it a couple ways. Um, you can say that someone has the black dog on their back. Um, you could say the black dog is with me, uh, and you could also say that the black dog has w- walked over him. Well, I like that. Yeah, and uh, all of it just means that you're sitting with depression. And the one cool other thing that I would like to say before it's done is, you know, they talk about this dual symbolism with the dog. It's man's best friend. You know, it'll stay with you. And you can train it, and it does a lot of good, but it also has like a lot of these evil connotations. And and again, I think it's really all stems from this where they could, would just eat the dead. Yeah. Um, and that idea kind of grew out of it. So if you imagine depression as something that's following you like a dog, and it's kind of if you try to run from it, or you try to you know like kind of if you're afraid of it, or you try to abuse it and then you could get burned essentially but if you can try to learn how to live with it and deal with it and work with it um then that's your best hope of being okay Hmm. so nice i mean i just thought it was it was really you know usually we like to record on saturday but man it is a black dog of a sunday if i've ever seen one it is gray as shit out there sundays are so rough yeah and you know, rough dogs. Rough. Yeah, that whole thing <laughs> makes sense. Did you have any other questions? No, about I have that? no other questions. I know, like, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love it. And I, I want to start using it, and I thought it was so cool. Yeah, it sucks that it's a, you know, it'd be good to use that idiom, but then that means that you're depressed also. Right, unless we find a funny, positive spin <laughs> to throw on it, but maybe by the end of the episode, we will. Yeah, we might. You never know. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Mine has nothing to do with dogs, but it actually does have something to do with an animal. All right. Yeah. Anaconda. It's <laughs> Anaconda. Yeah, it's, it's all coming about, to visit. It's all about the movie Anaconda. Mm. All right. So, you ready for mine? I'm ready. Okay. Peeping Tom. Yes, I love Peeping Tom. <laughs> do you know who Peeping Tom is? I've only like little, just the littlest bit of I've I've heard. You know, if if you're a peeping tom. You're yeah. Like, Sorry. So define peeping tom for me. Um, it's John Lovitz in um, <laughs> little in Little Nicky. You remember Little Nicky? <laughs> yeah. And he's like in the very the first... the Adam Sandler Devil movie. Yeah. Yeah. In the very first scene, he's sitting in a tree branch with 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 binoculars, and he's like, "Oh, hello, Mrs. Jameson. Don't forget to take your clothes off." We gotta get John Lovitz on here. We gotta get him in here. We'll just cram this room with celebs. Um, but I just, 
to me, that is just like the. It's it, that's the peeping tom. You're watching somebody undress. Right, watching right. someone undress. Good. Yeah, yeah. But it like, it's kind of funny when John Lovitz is doing it in a in an <laughs> Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the point for it to be funny. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like it seems not it, like when you say like, oh, peeping tom. You're like, oh, him. But it's yeah. pretty. Oh, he's up. such a peeping tom. Yeah, it's, but really, it's, he's watching women undress, which is pretty messed up. Pretty messed up, and then that's only a shade away from murderer. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what's the origin of this? You think? <sighs> the origin of peeping tom. Yeah, a guy named Tom. You got a peeper. Because I'll know, tell you what, there's a there's a specific origin to this. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, is there something with a lady on a horse? Oh man, uh, yeah. But I grazed it. I grazed it. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. What do you know? That's it. I only know that there was something about a maybe a story of a naked girl on a horse. Oh my god. Don't I can't know who she is. It. I don't know who she is. I have no idea the time period. Oh what I'm a bummer. terrible with I don't think so. Man. Look I, at us. We're two guys. We love idioms. Right. I didn't research it. This is the danger. Let's stop right of here. Let's tell. Let's tell the audience. You know, we have been living in fear for the last three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find idioms yeah. that not only do we think are interesting, but we don't. We want to not pick something that not only the other person hasn't picked, but has not even skimmed. It would be ideal if nobody's even skimmed it. But you have to skim. God, the skim is going to kill us. You have to skim. I disagree. We're good. I don't know anything about this. <sighs> okay. All right. She was naked. She was naked. Describe her in detail. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful tracts of land. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Godiva. Lady Godiva. Chocolate. Chocolate. Like yeah. Chocolate. <laughs> okay. Um, so, actually, the, the same Godiva that's named after, you know. Lady Godiva. Yeah, the chocolate right. and actually Lady Godiva are, are related in some way. Okay. All right, so we're going back to the 900s, actually, for this one. All right. Um, wait, actually, we're not. We're the 10 hundreds. Mm, love the 10 hundreds. Yeah. So, all right, we've got a lady named Lady Godiva. Okay. What do you know about Lady Godiva? Anything? She sounds fancy. Very fancy. She had a lot of money. She sounds like it. Yeah. All right, so Lady Godiva was married to this guy named Leo Frick. So these are in, in Coventry, England. So we're talking like Anglo-Saxon England. The old school okay. England. They were super wealthy. The good England. <laughs> the, 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 the bad England. It was probably uh, horrible for the peasants. <laughs> well, I, it's always horrible for the peasants. <laughs> yeah. If you're a peasant, automatically it means it's pretty horrible. So we've got Lady, Lady Godiva and her husband, uh, Leo Frick. They're the wealthiest people in town. And... Um, Basically, they're like in charge of Coventry, England, which is this town in England that we should probably visit. We should probably get this made into a TV series and then go there. That And that was the original idea of Don't Be an Idiom. Oh, yeah, Make it was. a TV series. I know, right. You know what? Forgot after to we, that. After we get the billboard, anything left over, we'll go to Coventry, England and ride a horse naked. Ride a horse naked. <laughs> no one wants to see us. Same horse. Same horse. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Um, apparently there were a lot of taxes on the, on the, the citizens of, of Coventry and, uh, Lady Godiva felt horrible about that. And she was like, husband, Leo Frick, 
what can we do to get these taxes just gone? Gonzi. I want them gone. And he's like, nothing. I can't do anything. My I can hand, raise them. My hands are tied. If you want me to raise the taxes, I will happily do that. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do that while you're thinking about that. <laughs> Keep asking me. I'm going to raise the taxes. <laughs> so he finally decides. He goes, all right, listen. If you ride through the streets of Coventry on a horse naked, I will take that tax away that you hate so much. Really? Yeah. Okay, see, I just, and this is how little I skimmed. I just assumed that this, there's no way this happened. Right. Well, oh, it's, let me get to I that. I got a good assumption. A little, little folklore but. All right, all right, I like it. Okay, but, but these people did exist. By okay. The way. Lady Godiva was a real woman, and Leofric was a real person as well. So he goes, all right, so you need to, you need to ride your horse through the, the streets of Coventry. And she goes, okay, deal, I'll do that. So she sends out... I wanted to anyway. (laughs) I was going to do that anyway, and you just gave me a reason to go through with it. So she sends out a proclamation to the citizens of Coventry. Which is like a mass text. Yeah, she sent out like an 11th century mass text, and she goes, Hey everyone, if you could, just stay in your houses, close your windows... I'm going to be riding through the streets of Coventry naked on a horse. All right. Yeah. Okay. What would you do? I, you're the baker. I'm the baker. I would, I would stop baking and I would see what's going on. Even though Lady Godiva asked you to just keep your window closed and stay indoors. I mean, she's going to get rid of your tax. Oh, oh, oh. Like, so she's like, oh yeah, listen, I'm doing this for you guys. Yeah. This is embarrassing for me. See, I guess I just assumed she was like, I love being on the horse naked. I yeah. want people to love. <laughs> yeah. Wink, ding. Wink, ding. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, listen. I really respect Lady Godiva. She's a good person. She's trying to help us out. Yeah. If you say don't look, I won't look. I won't look. But I'll probably look. But <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a peeping Tom coming on. <laughs> so, she, she goes through with it. She gets on that horse. Naked. Jeez. Beautiful long hair. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful breasts. Mm. <laughs> Milky white skin. Oh. <laughs> my eyes. My and, baker's eyes. My baker's eyes. And she goes, everyone follows the proclamation to look away, to wow. keep the windows closed, to stay indoors. Guess who didn't? Tom. Tom. <laughs> Fucking Tom. <laughs> Tom was the tailor. No, Tom the tool man tailor. Tom the tail man tailor. Yeah. So Tom, who was Thomas, I guess, was the okay, was the tailor. Yeah. In town, the tailor in town named Tom. Yeah, couldn't resist. Knowing the Lady Godiva was, was yeah. riding through the streets naked, he could not resist it. Had to give a peep. Yeah. Did give a peep. Uh huh. <laughs> He looked, and she rode by, uh-huh. and he was the only person to do it. So did he she- He became the, the peeping, peeping Tom. Tom. Now, here's the question. Yeah. Did she look at him and was like, God damn it, Tom, and say, you know what? You have taxes. No one else <laughs> yeah. does. Well, so there was punishment for him peeping. Nice. And apparently, either the heavens blinded him, like God oh. just like, oh. no, you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> And God just blinded him right there. Or the townspeople were like, well, Tom peeped, so we got to take his eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. So one of those two things happened. 
Yeah, probably the the town blinder came and blinded him. Yo, imagine the baker at this point. Like, hey, Tom, you looked like I didn't even look, man. Right. And We're I'm trying to get rid of these taxes. I'm the dirty old baker. <laughs> if anyone's going to look, it's me. They call me Dirty Baker Bill. I didn't look because I don't want these taxes anymore. I you mean, looked. We're going to make an idiom out of you. Awesome. Right. So not only was he blinded, he was made fun of enough to become the peeping Tom. I like it. Yeah. So, um, there's a little peeping Tom in all of us. I think we can agree. Yeah, actually, we're going to get to that. Uh oh. (laughs) Not specifically. (laughs) You're pointing at me. Well, you're the only person I can point at in here. (laughs) It's either you or the wall. Um, So, basically, in the 17th century, because there was no written uh, proof of this or written story of this at all. And so, the problem with a lot of these idioms. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't until the 1700s that this even showed up in writing. So historians think it's probably just like folklore, like right. a legend that grew from, from, from Lady Godiva, who did live in Coventry, England. Right. But in the 1600s, they would have these festivals uh, called, I mean, they were called Godiva festivals, but I feel like there was another name. I'm just forgetting it. The Naked Horse Festival. The Naked Horse Festival. The Peeping Tom Extravaganza of Naked Horse. (laughs) Oh, Trinity Great Fair. That sounds fun. Yeah, but then that eventually just turned into Godiva Festival. And now there's, even right now, there are annual Godiva festivals, but there's like Uh, bands playing and it's like... Well, clearly, we we have to go. Yeah, it's like, um, what's that one? Not Bamboozle. What's that other one? Lollapalooza? <laughs> no. Uh, There's like Firefly. a bigger one now. Oh, There's Firefly. What's the other? Wait, are we talking about music concerts? Yeah. Oh, uh, what's the did one I already say Lollapalooza? God. Oh, oh, in Austin. Yeah. South by Southwest. Yeah, but what's the other one in the South? It's not South by Southwest. North by Northeast. That's actually in Canada. God, I feel like such an... Idiot, I can't remember this. That's but, okay. But we'll go to a Obviously, festival. there's all these music festivals. We'll go to any festival. Now you can go to Coventry and there's a music festival. It's called Godiva Festival because they've been doing this thing for so many centuries now. Do you think they have like a reenactment of the naked No, it's probably so thing? lame. Yeah. There's no way it's that cool. Well, I tell you what we got to go to first is the Mothman Festival. Oh, That's I'm, what I want to go to. So I'm so glad you brought up the Mothman. Well, no problem. You can pretty much count on me bringing it up if you wait about... <laughs> Eight and a half minutes, I have to say, Mothman! So, I actually, this isn't really related to the history of the idiom. That's fine, we can do whatever we want. But I found some folklore about a peeping Tom in Maryland, which is like a spirit or something that haunts this tunnel. Give it to me. Yeah, so it's called, I only found this right before you came. Great! Yeah, so there's the Ilchester Tunnel in Elliott City, Maryland. And there is some kind of ghost if you at midnight you go to one side of the tunnel you look down to the other side of the tunnel sometimes peeping tom will appear whoa who's also called the blank man whoa yeah all right so that like what what does that look like to the observer well so apparently it was like some homeless man that was killed by a train in 1900 the turn of the century at some point was this an old train tunnel yeah yeah it's a train tunnel and so if you if you see the peeping Tom, apparently every time you blink, he comes closer to you. Ooh. So each time you Ooh. blink, he's a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And then he's once he's nose to nose, 
Mm-hmm. He has really long eyelashes. No. And he, yeah. And he'll tickle you with the eyelashes. No. Yeah. Come on. I'm serious. So like little butterfly kisses. Oh, come on. Because that's the last blink. And then oh. once you finally blink, he kills you. Really? Yeah. And you have a heart attack. You die of fright. I like it. I like that peeping Tom. That's good. Yeah. So so that's the bl- that's the peeping Tom of Maryland, who's also called the Blink Man, the Tunnel Man, or Elchester the Molester. <laughs> <laughs> Who put that up there? <laughs> I like that. I don't know. That's what I found. Like Elchester, like L, like Ilchester. Oh, Ilchester. That's the name okay. of the tunnel. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Ilchester Tunnel. Dude, let's let's go. Let's go check it out. That'll be our first uh, live on the road rem- show, yeah. remote show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Coventry, though. But it has to do with Peeping Tom, Does which it? I think is more important than Coventry. Right. right. It's not called the Peeping Coventry Man. No, it's not called that. <laughs> you know what they're? You know what? Also, what they're called? They're called Flicker Geists. Shadowy beings living on the Ooh. periphery of vision. Oh, that sounds awesome. Have you ever heard of a flickergeist? No. Reminds me of poltergeist though, right? Yeah. What does geist mean? Oh. Oh. That's a good question. You're the language guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm you know what? brush up on my Latin. No, that's okay. Can I, since we're talking about sort of like weird, like monstery things, I, I wanted, there was a name of a a black dog uh, thing that I wanted to share with you. Yeah. Because I figured now we're now we're into the occult, and this is where yeah. I always want to be. You know? I do have one more thing to say about the people. Oh, yeah, dog. yeah, No, please do. No, but say the black dog thing. Are you sure? Yeah. I am. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is this. So there's a couple of, they're like ghostly dogs. Yeah. Uh, uh, ghostly black dog folklore. Um, there's one called the, the Scraker. Wow. Uh, it was a specter dog that was said to haunt Lancashire. Um, young man's walking home in the dark on a deserted road, and a shaggy black dog appear- appears, spooks the guy. He runs home in an attempt to get away from the animal, keeps pace with him the whole time. The man collapses into his house, but he gets there, and he faints. And then um, a few days he but he wakes up. Eventually, his wife you know gets him up. Few days later, the couple's eldest child drowns, oh. and then uh, after the funeral, the wife catches a fever and dies. And then the man is driven mad by fear and is thereafter uh, wandering the roads in pursuit of ghosts. And I just thought that was kind of neat because, like, this part of my whole idiom thing is how this really did also grow into folklore. So yeah, there we yeah. are, folklore hey, boys. Folklore boys. Maybe we should change the name of the podcast. Folklore boys. <laughs> folklore boys. It was Nelson podcast last week. Now it's the now folklore boys. Now it's the folklore boys. boys. <laughs> so the the anecdote I was going to give. Just Sorry, I, I feel like I cut off your anecdote. No, it was good. Oh, cool. We can, we can I, cut hey, each. We interrupt. We can shake hands. Shake hands. <clears throat> okay. I can't reach, actually. Um, so the thing I was thinking of, the, the anecdote I thought of immediately was... Being forced into being a peeping tom, okay. And this is right. this is this is a story that you've actually shared with me. Oh, when I lived at Nineteenth and Bainbridge in Philadelphia. Oh, I lived. I mean, my windows faced two windows that were fifteen feet away. Right. I mean, the built next building was like fifteen feet away. Right. And there was a girl who would just talk on the phone completely naked. All right. In yeah, front I of the window. That. Yeah. And I would be doing work at my computer and my obviously my blinds would be open because it was, you know, whatever, a nice spring day. 
And I'd look over, and she would just be in her window on the phone, talking, completely naked. Naked, yeah. And then I would have to, what, close my blinds. You have to stop working. Forcing me to be a peeping Tom. Right. But I'm not even peeping. Where's the justice? No justice. So what do you do in that situation? I mean, I guess you wave. Were you ever there when that happened? I think I would have remembered that better if I was. (laughs) How how, how was she looking, your neighbor? That was ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a meh. That's cool. I mean... It was frustrating, because then I'd have to go over and close my blinds. Oh, you should just, you know, you should have gotten naked and talked on the phone. Oh, man. You know? Yeah, I didn't think about that. As a response? Strut, yeah. Two can play this game. Right. I can also talk on my phone naked in my window. Right. Right. But I hate talking on the phone. Oh, God, I hate the phone. Actually, I kind of like it now. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. It's kind of nice. Oh. You've really, turned on the caller. <laughs> You've really come around. Yeah, it's a brave new world. So that's all my peeping Tom stuff. Cool. So we got the black dog in the back, peeping Tom. Yep. We got a couple destinations for when our podcast turns into a television yep. series. And uh, let's say, what else you got? What else I got? Not a lot. <laughs> I mean, I got another. I got another uh, ghost dog. Do you have another ghost dog? It's got a funny name. Do you want what? to hear it? Yeah, let me just hear the name. Uh, it's a, a specter dog. Another specter dog of England was the Moth Doog. Mm. Double O in there. Isn't that That's funny? That's cute. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of cool, actually. Uh, it haunted uh, Peel Castle on the Isle of Man. And uh, soldiers in the castle were accustomed to seeing a ghostly black dog in the guard room. And uh, they did think it was evil. But they left it alone, and it left them alone. Hmm. But then one night, a drunken soldier um, decides to test whether it's real or the devil, and he confronts it. Instantly, the soldier becomes sober, but is also struck mute and is unable to tell what he saw, and he dies in agony three days later. Oh, that sounds horrible to be struck sober. Right. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I got a good buzz on. You work up to that, and then it just goes away. Got my uniform on. Immediately. That's why you don't slap the devil, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks thanks for really for, bringing your A-game today. Thanks for being my friend. You're welcome. All right. All right. So check us out. Right. On. We got stuff going on. Yeah, we do. We finally have everything up and running the right way, we think. Albert posted a Nelson Touch Spotify playlist. Yeah. Which you should check out. Yeah, and you could just, just go to Spotify and type in Don't Be an Idiom, and we have an account there, so you could just you could check out our playlist. We got all the good stuff on the Instagram. Yep, so we have the Don't Be an Idiom Instagram. I mean, that's where you can see you can see portrait, you can see Nelson. naked naked lady could dive on a horse. Oh, right. You can see Naked Lady Godive on a horse. You can see Nelson. Yep. All, I mean, everything you could ever want. Uh-huh. If you go back, we have Sweet Fanny Adams, And a couple too. of black dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, right. That's we'll what I was thinking. There. Oh, we can have some black dogs. <laughs> yeah, and if, you know, anybody out there wants to uh, make a poster of me and Ryan with our black dogs, that would be freaking awesome. Oh, because they exist. Yeah. They are on those backs. And I'm thinking, like, real hollow eyes for me and Ryan. Keep them real hollow. Hollow. Um, we also have... We are on iTunes now officially, and mm-hmm. we are on Stitcher, which is great. Yeah, so get us up to number one. Get up there. Keep us up there. We're up there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have our SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So again, everything's at Don't Be an Idiom, and 
We have a Facebook. Do we say everything? Yeah, that's it. Twitter. If anybody knows how to use Twitter, Dude, we, we have one. No, I don't even want to bother. We have one, but it just nobody cares. God. But someday they will. I hate all this shit. Yeah. Jesus. But we love you guys. We love you guys and we love the idioms. So until next week, don't, don't be, be an, an idiom. idiom. Naked talking on the phone. I'm just trying to do some work when I'm at home. But you're 15 feet away and you're hard to ignore. So I rip off my clothes and unleash my roar. Where's the justice? No justice. Where's the